Hey, Michelle. Hi, Greta. Is this it? Are we finally having the first episode of Race Week Recap? We're finally recording the first episode of our brand new podcast, Race Week Recap. Actually, we already recorded this, but you know what? As brand new podcasters, we are still figuring out our setup, so we are re-recording it. The amount of times we have recorded and re-recorded this episode is not even funny. It's going to be a miracle that we even got this episode out, to be honest. Um, I will definitely try my hardest to make sure that we get it edited before the next race. But <laughs> so, because- so if you're wondering why we're talking about the Austrian GP like 10 days after it happened, this is why. This is literally why. Um, okay, but anyway. because it's the first episode, we just start off by introducing ourselves, yeah? Yeah. Do you want to go okay. first? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. So hello, everyone. I am Greta. This is what I sound like. Um, and then we want to go over our top three drivers and our fave team, yeah? Yes. Okay, so my top three drivers, it is definitely a toss-up between, okay, Carlos definitely is first, and mm-hmm. then second and third, I am honestly, right now, I am so into Yuki and um, Alex. Okay, okay. Which is kind of weird. If you would have shot up the rankings since the first time that we recorded this. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> See, but that's definitely- that's just what it's like to be a fan of the story. I feel like your yeah, faves change all the time. Yes, constantly switching between um, drivers. Um, but honestly, taste. What? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm. Thank you. I'm flattered. Um, yeah, and then I mean, of course, Hamilton would be up there somewhere. But for right now, that's what we're going with. We're going with Carlos, Yuki, and Alex. What about you? For my top drivers, it would be Charles and Lewis. I struggled to think of a third. I feel like for me, it's more like tiers. So Charles and Lewis are like S tier, and then. I feel like the next year, we have Yuki, we have Alex, we have Pierre, uh, Carlos, probably missing others, but yeah. Okay. And then for favorite team, who's your favorite team? Okay, my favorite team has to be, um, ooh, it's a mix. Okay, it's two, really. It's Ferrari and Mercedes. Um, Yeah, I just, I really like both those teams. I mean, Ferrari has like the best gear the best looking car they just they have a really the cars cool are image. so good yeah they have a really cool image and i'm really into it i um, need to get my hands on one of those like vintage ferrari jackets they literally just look so, so nice cool. um actually um they sell them on etsy they're not like yes. actual yeah you have seen them Yes, I have. I really want They're them. They're so cool. I want one so bad. Um, and then Mercedes, because, I mean, it's Mercedes, and they are just such a good team. They're so just well-oiled. Um, they they like they never really disappoint, which I I appreciate. Yes. But you can also say that about Red Bull. But okay. like, what is the vibe of Red Bull that makes them different from Mercedes? Because I feel like Red Bull paints themselves as, like, the underdog because they're like we're a short string company but like they have so much money <laughs> and red bull has their fingers in every single sport anyway so it's insane red bull sponsors every single extreme sport known to man i don't know and then 
in a way, I also think of Mercedes as like old money, but that's actually Ferrari. Ferrari is like old money. Yeah, they're the OG team. I mean, there's that one quote that's like, um, whenever uh, you tell a kid to paint like a sports car or a race car, they paint it Ferrari red. And that's so true. Mattia Bonotto. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, What about you? What's your favorite? Your favorite scene? Uh, I feel like I already kind of kind of expose myself i i do i like ferrari but i hate them at the same time because they are always doing my boy charlotte clara dirty or the engine is blowing up on carlos so that's not great yeah i feel like they're very they're in their self-sabotaging era Um, when they could be so good (laughs) they yeah they would be so good if they uh didn't have all of the issues, which you can say that about every single team, but still, I mean, it's like, yeah, ugh, the potential, potential is I mean, there. Okay, but in Austria, they actually had a great strategy going. Yeah, yeah. Like, pitting after Max pitted, and then, like, alternating. I wasn't convinced. I was, like, a little stressed. I was like, is this going to work? But it worked. They, they actually <laughs> knew what they were doing for once. Yeah, it worked <laughs> so well. It was actually really, really good to see until the end when, um our boy Carlos but we can touch on that later I think we need to talk about how we both got into Formula One. Oh yes absolutely I totally forgot Greta okay. how did you oh. get into Formula One how did we get to this point where we were making a podcast how did that is a great question um and I truly feel like it was this is all thanks to the pandemic of course uh, <laughs> um yeah so uh my boyfriend would sit me down on weekends and would show me these formula one memes on youtube and it was a lot of so this was for the 2021 season okay um it was a lot of um just um compilations of soup the supermax anthem and just orange flares of course so safe to say he is a red bull max fan um but i was kind of like okay this is lame like i don't really see any i don't i'm not really too interested what's lame this Um, word yeah or the memes the memes weren't fresh the memes weren't fresh no so the memes were hilarious i liked the memes i just found no interest in the sport normally sometimes most of the times the memes are better you the, know okay here's so, an aside oh, like, kind of like f1 memes are like top tier i don't know if i've ever been in any other fandom that has like such good memes <laughs> like it's actually a little bit oh. like insane <laughs> oh it's amazing it's amazing but um, so, yeah, one day I had a giant load of dishes to wash. It was my day to do dishes. Um, and I think it was when we were sick. There was one weekend where we were just, like, super sick. And so I decided to put on um, Netflix. And I was like, okay, what can get me through these dishes? And also give me something to watch because I'm, like, not leaving home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put on Draft to Survive and it was game over. Um, I instantly fell in love with the characters and the drama. Immediately. Oh, immediately. I instantly fell in love with the characters and the drama. And it was just so, it was really captivating. Also, the way it was filmed, like, it's so, so nicely shot. And they make it so good. Yeah. And, um, well, I mean, Danny Ricardo was like, a, is a gateway drug. <laughs> He's definitely a gateway drug, at least for the American audience, which is what Draft to Survive brought a lot in. 
So. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I feel like the average American uh, like does not really know that much about Formula One. No. They know like Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. and they know like Danny Rick. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I had a friend, I had a friend in college who was really all about Lewis Hamilton. And I don't mm-hmm. know why she never like forced me to watch Formula One. Um, enough about me. How did you get into Formula One? So it was also last year. I have a coworker uh, who was basically telling me about Formula One and this really cool little show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. And you know what? I was like super busy at the time. So of course, like all I did was just watch Drive to Survive. I watched um, all three seasons that were out at the time. And then my kind of like initial impression was that all the drivers just seemed like super cocky. And I was like, am I, am I really here for that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but then I watched on YouTube all of like the stupid little like PR videos, all of like the Gorilla Grid, and then all of like the individual team videos, you know, like Carlando, uh, all the uh, Charles and uh, Sebastian Vettel, like Ferrari ones. And honestly, like, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. And then I watched like the last three races, I think. I was literally like on one of these planes, like trying to get like ESPN Plus to work, trying to oh, watch no. the second to last race. I can't remember which one it was, and it was it was tough. And I, I think at the that was like the moment I knew I was like, okay, like I am I am properly like sucked into this for it. Isn't it so crazy how you just? I, I really think it's the personality. I mean, for me at least, it's the personalities that really brought me into the into the sport. Yeah, hundred percent, and that I think that's why uh, like, try to survive is like such like the gateway to getting more people like interested in the sport because I just feel like it's all about the storylines because otherwise like it really is just like twenty cars on a track and you're like what like, why do I care about this mm-hmm. and it's because of like the drivers and like the teams and like all their like individual journeys. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Um... I mean, I I actually did not get into Formula One until after the season was over. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you missed the drama. I missed the drama, and I remember um, hearing about like oh Abu Dhabi. So the fact that you actually got to see it was really really cool to me. I actually went back and watched it because <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was good. I mean. I don't want to say it like ruined my day, but like it did almost ruin my day. No, after I found out what happened, I was first very confused because I didn't I didn't really understand like the rules and like the safety car and like I didn't understand all of it. I mean, did did anybody? (laughs) I mean, listen, that was just like, I I, I don't know. I don't know what Michael was thinking. Um, But so like when I first watched that last race, I didn't really understand like the politics behind it and why everybody was so upset. I just thought it was like a call that was made. But now looking back, I was like, oh, eight time world champion, Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) Those are fighting words, Greta. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. I really hope that Max fans do not feel like we are not doing him justice because Max is honestly just. Are we doing him justice? Listen, Max is absolutely amazing on the track. Okay, the fact that he was, I think I mentioned this to you already, that um, he is, he 
is the youngest Formula One driver. Um, well, that like he was the youngest when he joined Formula One, and he will now forever be considered the youngest because they changed the rules after him. Yeah. So no one. I I learned that when we were recording last time. Yeah. So um, I think it's um for getting your um, your like license, like your Formula One driver's license equivalent or something like that. Yeah. Which is, I think, the coolest thing ever to have that license. But okay, so that's a little bit about us. Um, because I mean, we're halfway through the season now. Um, so there has yeah, been many a race. So let's do a quick uh, season recap. Um, we're just going to go down the line from lowest scoring points to highest scoring points team-wise. And just a little input, uh, a little bit of our take on what has been going on this season. So why don't yeah. we start off with, I mean, Williams? Yes, Williams. They have what three points i think yes and i think our boy i think alex I- scored those yeah it was like one and then two mm-hmm. so uh alex alvon is doing the damn thing <laughs> good good for him i love to see it. i love to see him racing um in formula one again that's where you should be very very happy about that and then um yeah, we also have Nikki Latifi, who was doing actually pretty good um, at which race? Was it Silverstone? Yes, I think so. Yeah, he was doing pretty good. He was like in Q3, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was kind of Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, but he, he didn't seem as jazzed to be <laughs> as I feel like he should have been or kind of expected him to be yeah i think he was just kind of like trying to not make it a big deal very very humble that was the same race where um alex got the um, all of the updates for the williams and he he was out driving alex in the inferior car go nicky that was definitely a spicy spicy race and then we have um aston martin what are our thoughts on Aston Martin? I'm just wondering why they're the so slow. Bull. Like, their nickname is the Green Red Bull, right? So I guess they copied Red Bull. Mm-hmm. But clearly it's not working very well because yeah. they're ninth. It's really... I, I, I don't know. I was expecting them to be much higher mm-hmm. this year um, based on, um, like, some of the practice runs that they had before the season started. Everybody was kind of saying they looked really promising. But, I mean, I guess that's what they say about every team <laughs> they were also like hyping up the performance in the rain because uh, mm-hmm. i don't know they do this thing where i feel like they practice like relatively well but then when it comes to actually like qualifying or racing it's just like the pace is not there all right and then next up we have alfatari or boys in alfatari to be honest why is alfatari not our favorite team i feel like we both kind of <laughs> We both kind of stand the AlphaTauri drivers, so... Yes, I love Pierre and Yuki so much. They are actually the best driver pairing. I talked about this in in the trailer. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm going to talk about this every single episode. I just love, like, their energy together. I think last Mm -hmm. year, it was was just, like, the most, like, kind of awkward co-workers, maybe a little bit of language barrier. 
and now like you see them like, you see them hanging out every single race weekend you see them like doing like interviews together and it is it is just so fun and you and it's just like completely on the same wavelength i think it's absolutely adorable no they're so sweet together um i i love how i love how um pierre posts the the like weekend recap on instagram and it's always it's always one photo of yuki it's yes. so sweet yes it's so intentional they- i love it he's giving the fans what they want yeah definitely pierre's definitely putting in that fan service he's putting in like the work he's still yeah i feel like yuki's still a little bit shy he's still kind of growing into himself um, there's been a lot of, um, like, a lot of his personal life kind of out there, um, especially regarding some of the comments about um, them changing the therapist he was working with for the past couple years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I heard about that. To a, like, Red Bull-issued one. Um, I'm not too happy about that. I just, I wish that he had a say in regards to when that news came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Um, I really, 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 really want to see a surprise Yuki podium this season. Okay, that's ambitious, but you know what? Yeah, we, we know can try to manifest that. I know. It's, I mean, okay, so last season, um, Pierre was, I, I mean, last season, Pierre was really gunning for getting that Red Bull position back. Like, it was very, very obvious. He had his mind set on... I'm going to do the best I can so I can go into Red Bull, so I can go back into my Red Bull seat. Yeah, totally. I mean, AlphaTauri is not, like, is not, like, the dream. That's not, like, where he's, like, trying to be, you know? Right. Um. So he was, like, really pushing himself. But with Checo kind of coming up and taking over the Red Bull team, it's very – it's it's not looking too hot. No. Um, but at the same time, AlphaTauri was doing, like, really good good they were like pretty in the like higher end of the middle of the mid the mid the pack but um this year they're just they're just way back there they're at the bottom they're at the bottom with williams and aston martin uh because next we have haas and haas is like gunther steiner (laughs) is in his reputation era Guther Steiner is killing it. Um, the Haas boys are absolutely Guther killing Steiner is it. a fucking vibe. I love that man. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, he's like my favorite. I mean, if they were like, if we're talking draft to survive and we're talking characters and like the cast ensemble, Guther Steiner was definitely like up there. Absolutely. Um, Such good but, television. Oh my gosh, amazing. But okay, the drivers. Mick is on one right now. Yes, Mick is so- Mick is coming of age. You know, <laughs> this is coming of age. He is the main character at the moment. Oh, absolutely! Everybody was so surprised. I mean, first he got points, which yes. was so good and so needed. That really gave him a confidence boost because, I mean, the next race he's on the on the radio talking about, "I want team orders. I'm going faster." Well, actually, first he he was running an eighth, and he decided mm-hmm. that he really wanted to try to fight uh, Max Verstappen and try to overtake him for seven. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like he wanted end. that more than he wanted the points. You know, like he he wanted P seven more than <laughs> he wanted the chance at P seven 
more than anything. Which is like, which is like, yes, like good, good on you. And I'm so happy and I want this for you. But at the same time, Max is not going to let that fly. Absolutely like, not. Like, why are you, why are you, why? For what? Not over Take his dead body. And go home. Take your points and go home. Um, okay. And so, yeah, as a team, Haas is doing amazing. Um, at, in Austria, when they were doing, um, they kept on, like, slingshotting each other. Yeah. Such good teamwork. Ferrari could it never. so impressive to see. What's that? Fer- Ferrari could never. Oh, Ferrari. I mean, Ferrari was literally fighting each other during that sprint. But... We will touch on that later. The girls Next are step. always fighting or or having like the worst team orders you, you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like one <laughs> or the other. That's yeah, that's Ferrari. Um, next up we have Alfa Romeo. We have Botas and Joe, which I think are such a good pairing. The I best mentor mentee kind of relationship on the grid. Yeah. Besides Seb and Mick, but that doesn't oh, really yeah. count. Seb and Mick are just family, I think. So, I mean, Joe took such a bad... Like, it was, like, one of the worst accidents I have seen. It was absolutely painful to watch. And the next day, he was up and going, and the next week, he was racing. It was yeah. incredible. That's the power of the halo. I mean, honestly, it's it's saving drivers left and right. But... um. Uh, Botas is also doing so good. I am so happy to see Botas um, kind of coming into his own almost. I feel like he was super overshadowed by Hamilton and Mercedes. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have Alpine. Alpine with the man, the myth, the legend, Fernando Alonso. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Except Ocon has more points, right? Yep, yep, yep. So Fernando Alonso has definitely been... He's been, I mean, obviously, they're super high in the ranking right now, but he's been really putting in work. It is so nice to see him up there with the rest of the pack. I uh, mean, he's so showing Austria, why he's showing why he is still in the sport, basically. Oh, absolutely. So like in Austria, in Austria and in Silverstone, he was up there battling. Like it was so good. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Alonso Podio. Alonso podium, surprise podium from Alonso. That I would be so. fun. I think. I mean, we're halfway through the season. We're definitely like coming up on a surprise podium any day now. I mean, any weekend now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Besides Lando's, right? Besides Lando, it has only been uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull on the podium. I think if I had to pick like a a driver who hasn't had a podium. Uh, who I think would get one, it would be Alonso, for sure. All right, so next up we have McLaren. Oh, McLaren. What is going on with them this season? I mean, uh, they are fourth, so Mm -hmm. they are, like, best of the rest-ish. But I feel like they are so inconsistent across, like, race weekends. And we have Lando absolutely out driving Danny Rick. It, it like it's not up for debate. Yeah, I wonder if um Lando's back hurts from carrying the team on his back. Um <laughs> um Danny Rick is just it's so I mean, okay, he's in points now. Danny has points now. Hopefully it's the comeback. Hopefully we see him 
killing it again. But do um, we think it's gonna happen? I think that's the big that? question. Do we th- is is the comeback happening? I don't know. I think they need to. I mean, so McLaren has said there are no more upgrades being done to the car. Yeah, it is what it is. So now it's just learning to work with it. Yeah, and. Danny really needs to just like I mean who am I who am I to say Danny really needs to just focus on it I'm sure he's focusing on it like <laughs> dude, shut up um <laughs> I just I don't know I feel like they made a car that was more suited for Lando than it was for Danny and he's just struggling with it um but we'll see how it goes I really um well I mean there's been a lot of talk about um Danny not being at McLaren or even in Formula One coming 2023. Um, but he kind of shut those rumors down. He posted on Instagram. You probably saw it on his stories. Yeah. Um, just saying like, Hey, I'm sticking around, not going anywhere, which I really think is what we all, we all wanted. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see Danny Rick in Formula One and we want to see him doing well. So hopefully that does happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is. He's so much part of the sport. It's really nice to see him there, but hopefully things improve for him. So next up is third, which is a very surprising uh, Mercedes. Yeah. I think everyone was pretty shocked at, uh, when the season sort of first started. Mercedes is very clearly the third team on the track. Okay. There's a lot to unpack with Mercedes. <laughs> First was um, porpoising. That was the first issue we saw with that team. Yes. Um, but has that like been fixed? Better. Yes. It definitely has gotten better. Yeah. Um, now Lewis is back isn't killing him every single weekend. Yeah. Lewis was definitely complaining a lot towards the beginning. And like, I felt so bad for him. It was It was. It, like it looked painful. Oh, absolutely. He said, I think in one of his Instagram captions, he was like, it looked really painful, and it was actually worse than it looked. I was like, oh my god, Lewis, what are they doing to you? What is that car doing to you? In, this, in Austria, the most recent race, um, for Mercedes made a lot of changes to the car, and I feel like now it's finally starting to pay off. Lewis was on the radio talking about, oh, the tires are good, the car felt good. Um, so I think we are on the come up. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It would be so cool to have more than four drivers kind of fighting for the title. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we have George and Merce- driving in Mercedes now. Georgie and boy. George? Georgie boy. Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. We love that for him. Honestly, I'm very, very happy um, with how he's doing. I feel like at first he was trying to be very humble about how well he was doing in that Mercedes because Lewis was just struggling so yeah. bad. Um, but I feel like now he's finally kind of growing into his own and it's like, yes, you know, I'm doing I'm doing that thing. I'm so happy for him. He took out he did what any good Mercedes driver does and takes out um, a Red Bull on the fourth turn in Austria. He learned from the best. <laughs> Um, and then next up, we have number two, um, our boys in red, Ferrari. Oh, what 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 can we say about Scuderia Ferrari? You know what? Um, towards the beginning, it was looking like Charles was going to be leading this championship. He was leading this championship. And then the ball was dropped. And they picked it up and they dropped it again. And they picked it up and they dropped it again. And they just kept <laughs> dropping it. But you know what? Hot I think we're kind of we're kind of getting back there. 
it's really nice. I mean, if, okay, so it feels like it's a comeback, right? After Austria, it feels like, okay, Charles is back on the podium. Um, he hasn't been on the podium since um, Florida, right? Was that his last one? I think that was his last podium. Um, so he's back on the podium. Um, we're still clearly having I mean, some he won uh, Austria. difficulties. What's that? He won Austria. Yeah. Um, we're still seeing some, um, like, car difficulties with dude with um, that pedal we can talk about it later we can talk about it later yeah with um and then carlos but um that's for the austria recap um but besides for that carlos is doing also he's doing pretty good yeah there was a first moment when carlos carlos signs first win we love to see that there was a moment when um it seemed like carlos was just going to continue dnfing but he's back he he's back in business, hopefully. Yeah, and that podium was bittersweet, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt so bad. I felt bad for Charles, but also like it was such a monumental win for Carlos. It was his first podium. It was his first time on pole. His first podium. It was after. Um, I mean, it was after that big accident. So everybody was kind of a little bit psyched out. And then he came in and he just destroyed. Like, um, oh, I, he didn't really destroy. He was slower than Charles, technically. <laughs> but you know what? He won. And that's what matters. The track doesn't lie. Um, I constantly, um, it's it's kind of re- it's kind of ridiculous how often I think about um, the photo of him crossing um, the checkered flag and the McLaren. The I McLaren was, engineer. Yes, the so McLaren engineer. Cute celebrating with him i just think it's so, so sweet cute. i i love that um so yes hopefully the ferrari boys are on the up and up i mean clearly we've both favor ferrari a little bit even though it's, the scuderia is a complete mess all right and then um definitely kind of outclassing everybody <laughs> pretty much is red bull yes red bull racing yeah they're absolutely killing it M- max is killing it Checo is also killing it Regardless of what you think about um, Red Bull Racing, Max is absolutely amazing. But I do want to highlight how great Checo is. Um, So I'm not a big fan of Checo as a human, but I can put that aside and say, (laughs) I can put that aside and just admit how well he is he does under pressure it is insane the amount of times we have seen Checo come in from the back and just like end up either at podium or just like barely missing podium it is absolutely incredible he just dials in you know he knows what he has to do he's done it before and he's gonna do it again no it's it, you're absolutely right like it's absolutely incredible how how he's able to just come back every single time it's so good. I'm so happy he got that Monaco win, um, <laughs> even though shenanigans ensued after. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, I'm very, very happy with how Red Bull is doing. Yeah. And I think Max, compared to when he was racing Lewis last year, it's just like a different energy with Charles. They are not as aggressive with each other as mm-hmm. uh, Max and Lewis were last year. But we've still Absolutely. seen like such good racing between those two, um, which is what we all love to see. Yeah, no, I totally agree that um, Matt, I, I don't know, maybe it was winning the championship 
Well, he's done the damn thing, right? Yeah. He won. He's driver number now. one. Yeah. I guess now he's just kind of... He's taking... I don't know. I don't want to say he's taking it easy, because he's not. But he just definitely... He definitely races um, Charles differently than he races Lewis. Yeah. And Lewis also races Charles differently. Yeah, they're both very kind to Charles. <laughs> it's really funny. I will not make any more speculation. I feel like Charles in matter. general is a relatively clean driver. That's one of the things that I know bothers some people. But, that he doesn't get in there more. Yeah, but I am just waiting for the first like wheel-to-wheel crash between Charles and Max. Oh, that's going to change things. Just a little tap, really you know. Things. but it's it's gonna come it has to Uh, i mean hopefully it doesn't that's like my season prediction i don't think it's a very i think it's gonna happen i think i just think it's super likely Uh, i mean it's kind of bound to what once we get to like the later races and it's coming like we're going back and forth yeah um you might desperate times might call for desperate measures once we get to brazil abu dhabi if the championship isn't decided by then um, all right, so now are we good for our quick Austria recap? Yeah, I guess so. So I guess first we can talk about the sprint. McLaren was really slow. They were both out in Q3. They were just completely off the pace. I think um, they they improved for the actual race, but qualifying was a little bit of a mess. Uh, and then throughout the weekend, I feel like everyone just got totally fucked on track limits because... I don't know who's in charge of like the race, like the stewards. They were absolute narcs. They uh, <laughs> they were not letting anyone live. Like if you were like a millimeter off that track, it was like lap time deleted, or like during the race, it was like what you get like a warning, and then it's like black and white flag, and then you have to have like a time penalty. Honestly, I was kind of here for it. I was like, you know what? It just adds a little bit of spice. And then you get, like, the radio, like, such good content. You have Lewis being like, I didn't go off the track. Yeah, he was like, is, is everyone else is going off track. Are they are they getting, like, warnings to you? And then his race engineer was like, yeah, yeah, they are. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know. I don't know if it was um, this track or if it's these stewards or if it's just that the Red Bull ring is cursed um but it was just a really kind of hot i i I went in thinking it was going to be a very boring race and it turned out to be the complete opposite such good racing uh especially with like the midfield battles like i mean we got like five five across not five across but like five all like fighting together that was so cool at one point it was three across it was insane really good stuff it was honestly some of the best racing I have seen take that with a grain of salt it's my first season (laughs) but it was just so much fun Mm -hmm. I was like I saw that and I was like okay this is why people love formula one I can appreciate the insanity that is the sport how like just so risky it was so good please continue anything else from Austria what else honestly this is like very random but I really love seeing Otmar in the pit wall he really gives us like absolutely nothing like you compare him to Christian Horner he's like the antithesis of Christian Horner he's he's gonna sit on the pit wall and give you like the one word like one word answers like three word sentences but you know what I I just loved that 
we're getting someone other than Christian Horner to like talk. I, I just love, you know, we're getting oh. a little bit of variety in there. So let's go, Amar. Oh, that's because that's because Christian Horner's too busy talking to um, Netflix. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> Christian, I mean, Drive to Survive is low key the Christian Horner show. Yes. Um, with how much of a presence he plays in that he show. He makes up for uh, all like, the. Makes- oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, he like. Uh, I mean, with, like, how much publicity Red Bull puts out, it does not surprise me at all that they are going to use every second of Drive to Survive to promote their company. Oh, for sure. And we also, like, and Christian also kind of has to make up for the fact that Max is not really in Drive to to Survive. So, like, his screen time is, like, enough for him and then to also compensate for Max. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I honestly don't think Max cares, too. But he was I mean, he's made that- uh, on a podcast recently. I forgot which one. Basically talking about uh, how we're going to see a lot more of him in season five, right? Because oh, wow. he had, like, a conversation with the producers, and they came to more of an agreement. Uh, I think his hesitation, he said, was that some of like the portrayals of the drivers are not really accurate and mm. you know they make the the drive to survive people the way they edit it, it makes it seem like mm-hmm. they're kind of like assholes or pricks but they're not like that mm-hmm. in real life and so yeah after i heard that i was like you know what he he's like so true and so right for that <laughs> i mean yeah, uh, he's. I mean, he's been quoted. He's been quoted in many an interview saying, "Oh, like talking to media, that is the job. Um, driving is not really a job." <laughs> Which, like, I I appreciate him being that sincere about that. Um, I really think that Max is one of those people that really. I mean, regardless of what has been like said about his childhood and how harsh his dad was on him, I really think that he's really passionate about driving. Which is really, really nice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You see, I mean, anyone who watches him drive can see that, I think. Uh, But I think outside of driving, he's actually kind of a chill guy. Max is kind of like a chill guy. I see it like in the the media videos. It's just him and his cats. He loves those two cats. I don't know. Yeah. Something something about him being a cat owner that just It makes you trust him. I'm like, okay. Why? Why? For the record, Greta has a dog. (laughs) Two dogs. Yes, I have a dog. I have two. I have two dogs. Yeah, technically. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but just him having a cat. Just I don't know. Like, okay. I mean, are they his or are they Kelly's? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But he posts about them, so whatever. Um. All right. So yeah, do you have anything else for me from Austria? Oh, this was Charles. Oh, the Charles throttle after Carlos crashed. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time I saw that little icon pop up with Charles' name, I was like, I do not want to hear from this man. Like his radio? No, I was like, get this man off of my off of my screen. Get this man's voice off of my screen. I, I do not want to hear. <laughs> I do not want to hear. He was like, I I was scared. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. The last bit, like after they were like, okay, like you did it. He was like, I was so scared. I was so scared. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> he was scared. And you know what? So were we. So Absolutely. Um, okay. And then do you want to touch on Carlos? Yes. I, I feel like we kind of already talked about it. 
um so gutting because he was literally gonna get p2 mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought he caught i thought i thought the power unit failed and like caught on fire like like 10 laps from the ending no i looked back and it was actually like 20 um mm-hmm. But it just seemed so certain at that point that, like, he was, like, what, like, a lap? At most, a lap away from overtaking Max. And then, all of a sudden, he's slowing down. There's smoke coming out of the engine. Car's on fire. Car's rolling down the fucking hill. The marshal can't get, like, the door stopper thing underneath the tire. He's, like, trying to climb out. Not the door stopper. (laughs) He's trying to climb out. The car is like rolling down the hill. It's on fire. Everything is absolutely horrible. And then we get that shot of him. Well, we get two shots of him. The first shot of him is him like waving down the marshals. Yeah. Like with his body still in the car. Yeah. And then the second shot we get of him is when he's sitting like with his head between his knees. It was so heartbreaking. Yes. It's it's like if you... If you opened up the dictionary into, like, deep, deep sadness, that's what you get. Just sadness. Yeah, it was so sad. Um, Disappointment. It was definitely going to be a Ferrari 1-2, and then we got that engine failure, which is just heartbroken. But, I mean, hopefully next race is France, and he comes up, he comes back. Except he's going to be starting from the back of the grid, because he oh now has a penalty for uh, changing his power unit. I think it's like his fourth one, or maybe that was his fourth one. Uh, oh but basically, the Ferrari power unit keeps falling, uh, keeps crapping out too much. So, but l- it'll be interesting right. to see how far up he gets on the grid. When that happened to Charles, he got up to fourth. So, or fifth, mm-hmm. fifth. They thought he could get to fourth, but he got stuck behind Ocon. Um, and some questionable strategy meant that he ended up in fifth. So, not questionable strategy. Questionable <laughs> strategy. But I mean, okay. Um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll get to predictions after. But all right. Anything else? I feel like year? we just simply have to address and recognize the most iconic moment from this race, which was Fernando Alonso overtaking Yuki Tsunoda and wagging his finger at him. That oh was. My gosh impeccable energy the vibes were immaculate so petty and we absolutely love to see it listen if um fernando alonso is the king of darkness it was just so perfect um i feel like whenever drivers shout out red flags podcast oh yeah shout out to red flags podcast um i feel like when drivers do that whenever they like wag their finger or lando flipping off his own car i guess whenever they do that i feel like it's very much for the audience which is kind of silly goofy they do it for laughs because you don't think the can the driver see it do they see you like (laughs) doing that absolutely not they're going so fast they absolutely cannot see it i feel like it's very much for the audience which makes me feel like oh that's right this is a sport this is entertainment it's so funny. I love it. It's like they're breaking the fourth wall or whatever. <laughs> they're doing it for us, for the fans. Exactly. 
And then um, I guess the last thing would be uh, Lewis. Lewis in the cooldown room on a strict do not interact with Max. I love watching Lewis in the cooldown room. He gives us absolutely nothing. He <laughs> is never, never trying to talk. He He's not trying to be besties. But you know what? Lewis always delivers on he Lewis always delivers on the champagne. I don't know what it is. Like he he just loves drinking the champagne. And I love to see it. Every anytime Lewis is on the podium, like it, it's it's good champagne. So it makes up. Every single podium that I feel like Lewis enjoys every podium regardless of which he placed in. He's always gonna enjoy it. It's so nice. I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously he'd like to be first, but you know what? He makes for good champagne. Absolutely. Um, I just thought it was hilarious how um, Max was just was sitting at the podium, and then Lewis is like, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna go get a um, uh, Charles." He just like walks out. Um, I saw a tweet that was like, "Oh, Lewis went to go get his emotional support Ferrari driver," and I just I loved every second of it because it's true. Yes. Everybody loves Charles. It's really really funny. Yeah, he, he's just a nice guy. I also have to say, I feel like I am going to talk about this every single race, but I just love seeing Max and Charles have their little chats, like after qualifying and like after the races. I think it is like so cute. And in the cooldown room, Max was like, oh man, like you guys are so fast, like this weekend, like so fast today. Like, I, I just I just love hearing it. I, I love that they are friendly. It, it's just so yeah. nice to see. Yeah, they, I mean, they used to race together. I think it's uh, the cart. They used to cart together. It was just an incident. Um, I, the legendary. Legendary. That video is legendary. And it's so funny. You go back to that video and it's comments from like 2017 or whatever being like, one day these two, when these two are racing each other in Formula One. And it's like, yes, they are. It, it happened. It's so cute. Max, um, Max, Max explaining. <laughs> the way you can't get over that. It's so funny. There's that, um, it's, it's so good. It's just that little, like, it's a little clip of Max. Um, well, Charles has, like, he's drinking something. And, uh, he has, like, that straw that they always tie in a knot. And then, um, Max is just, like, telling him, like, with his hand signaling, like, where he overtook him. And it's just so funny how Charles just, like, walks away. Charles, like, yeah, yeah, he's nodding and he just walks away. I think it's so funny. I have, so you have to send me that video. I have not seen it, but it sounds glorious. I will definitely find it and send it to you. It's so good. Um, apologies if the mic can pick up my dog barking in the back. Someone is home. Um, all right. That is so that is everything for that's our recap for the season thus far, mm-hmm. the team standings, and our quick, not so quick Austria recap. Um, last thing we got to do before we head out are our predictions for the French Grand Prix. One, two, three. One, two, three is hard. Um, I want to say Max P1, uh, Charles P2, and then uh, Checo P3. Oh, Checo. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Charles P1, Max P2... And uh, Checo P3. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think Charles is going to get back up there Wait, again. Wait, why, why were you surprised that I said Checo P3, but then you said the same thing? Um, 
I don't know. For some reason, I was like, oh, Mercedes? I was like, oh, Hamilton, right? Hamilton would have been a good P3. But then I thought yeah. about it. and You thought Checo's about it more. Be... And then you were like, oh, yeah, Checo's going to get in there. Yeah. I was like, Checo's <laughs> just, I'm sure, full of spite right now. So Yeah. He's going he's gonna to gun for that. For he that was P3. three last year. I just checked. What's that? He was P3 last year in France. Oh, nice. Okay. So then, yeah, I definitely. P3. Yeah. Um, but do you have a, like, dream person you would want to see on the podium? Um, okay, so for example, I would die for a peer podium. Okay, okay. Yeah. Over Yuki? Um, I mean, for France, yeah, why not? Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, I feel like it would be so fitting. Do you have anybody that you're like... Ugh, it would be a dream come true. If I had to pick someone who I realistically has a chance at getting on the podium, it would be Lewis. I really want to see a Lewis podium this season. Um, hey, do you ever think George is going to get in podium? I mean, he has already, but do you ever think he's going to P1? Mm. It could happen. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. I give it like a 50-50. Or maybe like a 40-60. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. What okay. about you? Um, I don't know. With how consistent he's been doing, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be... I don't think it would surprise me that much. I could see him winning a race. Yeah. But again, a lot would have to go wrong for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot. Quite a lot of things. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up everything for our first episode, which we have recorded three times now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Greta, where where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, tweeting away, and on TikTok, all with the same handle, Race Week Recap. Fantastic. All right, everybody, we will see you on Monday after the race, next Monday. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.